2020 is a critical election year for the party. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. America will never be a socialist country. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. We are born free and we will stay free. Ladies and gentlemen, it is March 12th, the 12th day of Women's History Month, and this is 20 for 20. Joining us today for a very special episode is Georgia Senator Kelly Leffler, who was appointed upon the retirement of Johnny Isaacson. We are a huge fan of hers. She's a leader on issues of life, on the importance of conservative judges. She's a fighter for Georgia farmers, for Georgia veterans, and for Georgia families. Kelly Leffler, thank you so much for being with thank us. Thank you for having me. We're excited to have you in the podcast. This is a 20 for 20 podcast, a political podcast where we don't talk about politics. So uh, no politics zone. Thank okay? goodness. You okay with that? I love that. You're going to try that. and get into politics, and yeah. we're going to have to pull yeah, right. you back. Well, I'm an outsider to politics, so this will be totally natural. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. In your first, gosh, two months on the job, you've been yeah. a leader on life issues. You've been a protector of judges and the independence of the courts, so many important things. But today we want to talk about who you are. So we'd love to start with where you came from. A big part of your announcement, your sort of introduction to the scene was talking about growing up on a farm. What was that like? Well, it was awesome. I can't think of a really a better way to have started life. Literally born and raised on a farm, corn and soybeans and cattle. Um, my earliest memories are literally on that farm. And it was things like working in the fields. Uh, our first swimming pool was in the cattle tank. So <laughs> our cattle would drink out of this big concrete box. And on the top, there was a thin layer of moss and slime. And once you push that aside, you could jump right in and swim. So growing up on the farm was endless adventures. It sounds very clean. And, yeah. yeah, it was great. It sounds like a wonderful thing. I got so, inoculated right away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Antibodies. I can't imagine what your least favorite is. So we're going to ask it in two ways. What was your okay. favorite thing to do on the farm and your least favorite? If you were cool with being in that. <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear your least favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll start with the good stuff. Yep. Uh, my most favorite thing was being around our animals. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I still to this day, I love animals. Um, I, I loved our cattle. We had cattle from when I was born. And um, we even at one point had a pet skunk because he had been abandoned by his mom. And he didn't live very long, but he was really super cute. <laughs> and we had dozens of cats and dogs and goats and pigs and sheep. And just I just loved our animals. That was the best part. <laughs> I love that. What was the worst part? Um, I, the, I think the worst part uh, really was just some of the, I loved working on the farm. I always was trying to learn a new skill, baling hay, working in the fields. But just sometimes when you're in it, you're like, whoa, I wanted to do this. Like, right. you know, <laughs> walking up and down the rows with spiders and snakes of, uh, you know, you know, corn and soybeans. You're in the fields and there's all kinds of scary animals. And <laughs> Adventure every day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell us about 4-H Club. I know that was a big part of your growing up. Yeah. And you, you talked about, um, what was it, farming, church, school, and 4-H being some of your biggest interests. What That's was that right. like? 4-H was a really like formative thing for me. I was a very shy person when I was young, and 4-H is a is a kind of a youth leadership program where you also do work, and um, it really instilled in me like that sense of accomplishment, setting goals, and achieving things. So in 4-H, I like we have, you have projects, and you keep records on those projects. So from eight years old, I'm learning how to write down how much the fabric for the dress I made cost, and then 
what kind of dress I made. And in sewing, you actually had to model your project. So my first year, I made a pillowcase. So I had to walk down the runway with the pillowcase on my arm. <laughs> wow. So it was embarrassing. But, <laughs> but my favorite 4-H project was showing cattle and being around the cattle barns and you know being in the show ring with my steer. I love that. Uh, when I was uh, a radio reporter in Washington, <laughs> Iowa, I oh. was covering the Washington County Fair, and a young fellow who was in 4-H was showing me his animal, and I'm from Minneapolis and like not <laughs> spent a lot of time in farms, and I said, what kind of animal do you have here? And he said, this is a sheep, and I said, that is not a sheep, and he said, yes, it is, and I said, sheeps have fur on them. He's like, I've sheared this sheep. And I was like, <laughs> Kevin learned something that day. <laughs> and so there you have it. So I respect you know, it because I was clueless and I got made fun of a lot. It's okay. Yeah. I'm glad you were around it. It was enjoyable yeah. to be around. Um, so the, the 80s were an interesting time for all of us who are Loved alive. It. Were you alive Loved with Lockheed? I was. I was Loved born it. in the 80s. Okay, yeah. cool. The end of them, but yeah. But a lot of interesting fashion. You've shown a lot of pictures of yourself and yeah. uh, what yeah. you went through. <laughs> Talk about some of those... Uh, <laughs> Some of the fashion choices you made in the '80s, and I, I don't. I will share some of mine if you want me to. It makes you feel better. Yeah. But. No, I think they were strong. I think I think strong to very strong yeah. fashion choices. Um, lots of uh, innovation in the '80s. Um, Absolutely. Gold shoes, leggings. Um, I had the key earring that Janet Jackson, where you had yeah, the of stud course, yeah. with of the course. key hanging. That's awesome. And that was luck. Like in high school football games, I, the football players wanted me to wear that. That was like when they were going to win. And, That's awesome. Um, but I I really loved fashion. And um, since I sewed, I really was into clothing, and um, I really thought it was a way to be on the leading edge, particularly when you're from a farm town. Right. It's hard to be Definitely. sometimes have access to that shopping, and so I would make my own clothes as well. Definitely. Right. For those of you who haven't seen any of these pictures, they're on the senator's social <laughs> yeah. media pages. Or, make or sure you see. Or don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone should see. Yeah. But it does sound like you learned a lot in these formative years. Tell yes. us about your first political race, which was in eighth grade. Wow. Yeah, it was really, it, it was a great experience. Um, in my class of 30 for eighth grade, me and two of my best friends ran for student council president. Mm -hmm. uh -oh. And it was my really my first and it was my last campaign until now. Right. Um, so uh, drawing on that experience. Um, <laughs> Learning from it. But uh, really, uh, my best friend and I ran against each other, and then our our other best friend, he I wanted to help him because he was running in third. He, you know, the polls were actually accurate back then, and, <laughs> um, and uh, so I went. I did a little campaign and a and kind of a poem about him. And mine was kind of a situation where I like to bake, so I, I said, "Be a smart cookie, vote for Kelly," and I handed out chocolate chip cookies. Very That's good. a winner. I love um, it. It was it was good, and my mom helped me. Like we, Excellent. I was really into Garfield the cat, so I had that as my kind <laughs> of, of course. Logo. I, I I ended up winning well, by, nice. by the grace of God. And so you want to know? Yeah, want to know? know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good record. Yep, yep, yep. That's Build, fantastic. Yep. yep. <laughs> I uh, I would have voted for you if you had given me a chocolate chip <laughs> just for the record. I mean, yeah. it, would, it would work now for me as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. Um, did uh, you know? So how does this compare uh, the experience you're going through now versus the experience in eighth grade? Similar? It, uh, yeah, I'm up all night baking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> trying to win over some friends. <laughs> My husband won't help me, though. So, <laughs> um, No, the, the experience has, has been good because I am really excited about working for Georgia, and it's really motivating. I remember that exhilaration of, of working to win something, and I love to win, and um, that is 
where my head and heart are at right now, working for Georgia and winning that way. I love that. Yeah. Excellent. You're you're a big basketball player. Tell us about your basketball days. First, how you got into basketball, and then second, we have heard that you had a great nickname on the basketball hmm, team. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I do love sports. I'm competitive and I, you know, just good transition. I love to win and I love to I love self-improvement. Mm-hmm. So I love setting a goal. And I started running when I was like nine years old and kind of a, became kind of a competitive runner in high school and then went on to run marathons. But where my running came in was getting up and down the basketball court. Uh-huh. And then I could, I still had enough air and oxygen to play good defense. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, it was a little hard when I was playing the four and five. I really loved playing the three yeah. because I didn't get pushed around so much. And right. I was very tall and skinny in high school and I would, they would elbow me once and I just <laughs> collapse on the ground and my uh, friends, the uh, my friends called me newborn calf. And, um, and just learning to walk. Just kind of, I would fall and then kind of pop back up again. And um, oh, But man. I never, ever, ever gave up. I love that. <laughs> just like those calves. That's right. Important. That's, That's right. fantastic. So you, uh, we, we fast forward here. Uh, people talk about cryptocurrency and that you're involved in it. I don't know what that is. Um, but how did you, before you get in, we get into that, like how did you get into that? And like what's your background in business for everyone? So... I was always interested in business because growing up on a farm, you just watch the commodity markets and the right. prices and the price swings. And so I got used to watching the, the corn futures prices, the cattle futures. So I always wanted to study finance, did that, you know, moved around the country working in financial services, ended up uh, working in uh, exchanges. So working around commodity derivatives, financial derivatives. Um, really, derivatives sound you know like what derivatives a, are. Really I, right. I, I am yeah. learning yeah. so much. You're speaking his language. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. the thing I like to do yeah. on the side. Just it. a hobby yeah, that I've got. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm excited to learn here. I know, right? <laughs> These are big words. Notes. Well, yeah. I, I mean, derivatives are a fancy word for for the price of the underlying. So, a future or an option on a on the underlying, like a corn future or a cattle future or an S and P 500 future. Where do you think the price is going to go when the contract expires? Right. So, I love financial markets. Uh, I might be the only chartered financial analyst in the Senate. CFA, <laughs> it took three years to pass an exam. So it very seems, hard test yeah. from what I understand. Yeah, well, it, it seems hard. good to have yeah. one of those in it's the very Senate good. based on it's what they good. do with the money and the numbers and the math. Good to good to know the numbers. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll be talking more about that. Yeah. 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 Well, so, so you and Jeff, your husband, are both really excellent business leaders. Sometimes I wonder, what do you guys do for fun when you have free time. I can't imagine you have much of it, but let's say it's a Saturday night and you guys are at home in Atlanta. What are you guys doing for fun? We read business books. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound fun. <laughs> Tone it down, Senator. Tone it crazy. down. Okay, that's only on vacation. Um, no, no we, we're like foodies. We love... Uh, we we love being just with each other. Good good food, good wine. Excellent. Do you have a favorite restaurant in Atlanta that you recommend to people? Um, that's you know, tough. I know that you know it's kind of like picking your favorite child. Yeah, we can't do that to it, you. it yeah. is. But no, we we like to eat and be out with friends and have a glass of wine, and that's kind of you know exciting for us. So excellent. Yeah. You mentioned your love of animals. Do you have a pet? Yes, I do. I have a beloved cat that oh. is a rescue cat. Um, a tabby. Um, she's fluffy. Is. is that a kind um, of cat? Yeah, she's. <laughs> she's I was trying to sound smart. <laughs> well, 
and we landed on Fluffy, so we're good. <laughs> we're good. Well, she's a rescue cat. Yeah. And she's a rescue cat that came from Rockdale County, Georgia, the second smallest county in Georgia. And she was picked up by No Kill Rescue. And uh, when she came to the end of her stay at the Humane Society, and um, I just love her. And, That's wonderful. Um, What's her name? Take, her name is Sandra. Sandra. Is it Sandra Shore for anything? Sandra Day O'Connor. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. That's fantastic. So Business yeah. books on a Saturday night and Sandra Day O'Connor for a cat. It's, you know, that is welcome fantastic. to my world. You might be the perfect senator. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's talk about, like, the WNBA team. Yeah. What, what, what yeah. was that like, being involved in it? Mean, I just, I can't imagine going into that and just, like, it's just had to be a massive undertaking and just so many challenges. It, yeah, sports in general are challenging because it's you've got the the on the court experience and then off the court, it's a business. It's a small business in my case. It's not an NBA team, it's not an NFL team and mm-hmm. I have tons of respect for those that run these massive franchises. Um, I my love of, of basketball kind of grew out of my experience living in Chicago during the Bulls run in the 90s yeah. and seeing how it brought the city Absolutely together. Right. So you know, I think sports is something that is uniting for cities and, and, and for families. And, and it's really just amazing entertainment around great competition. Yeah, absolutely. What, an, what were some of the challenges of running an organization like that? Well, biggest challenge for me is, you know, I'm, I'm the owner, so I don't yeah. run it. And so really having to build a, a team uh-huh. that you trust to build the team on the court. Um, because certainly my philosophy in running any business and, and in businesses, as I've done over the last nearly three decades, is you ha- you empower people to make great decisions, and then you don't get in their way. You let them do it, and and that's what you know. Me and my business partner have tried to do with the dream is pick that great general manager, that coach. We brought in a new coach a couple years ago. Her first year being a coach, she was rookie. She got coach of the year. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Fantastic. So it's yeah. awesome. Did newborn calf make a uh, comeback at all? Or no, attempt? No, 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 didn't even attempt. <laughs> I, that's one thing I learned early. No, not going to do you it. You can stay no. off the court. No, not going to do it. Leave that I'm not to the that, what is that, that player, coach, owner? Yeah. Like, that's not a bad combination. You didn't watch that Will Ferrell movie? And uh, I have watched that. it. Yeah. yeah. I, I learned from that movie. Was it, is it similar? Is that, a, is that an accurate portrayal very, of it? Yes. Very okay, the bear, the part with the bear is very accurate. Yeah. That's fantastic. So, one thing that we do like to ask people in these, um, we talked about food a little bit. Um, with every member, we've talked a little bit about your food on the go. Um, whether it's fast food, a lot of your colleagues really seem to like Chick Fil A. Oh, uh, that Chick-fil-A. makes sense. Oh, but you know, yeah. Todd Young loves Taco Bell. Yeah. Corey Gardner loves these truck stop taquitos yeah. that made us <laughs> a little bit nervous yeah. for his health. Mm-hmm. But do you have an on the go food, fast food, whatever it might be? Chick Fil A is awesome. Yeah. The app, you get rewards in the app. <laughs> I mean, it's like it, it's a little addictive, and it's yeah. so easy. It's close to the interstate. You know, driving yeah. down to Hartsfield, you grab a Chick Fil A. <laughs> but um, I, I do love it. I'm also a fresh. I, I love to eat fruits and vegetables and uh-huh. fresh. I, I've always had a passion for healthy food just growing up as an athlete. So right. I, I try yeah. to do a little bit of that too. Very you talk, good. We've talked a lot about your, like you've done a lot of different things in life. For anyone who's like listening to this, like you've been in a lot of different places yeah. doing a lot of different yeah. things. Talk about how you, that is, you've utilized that or how it's influenced the way you've been, you, you've, you've represented Georgia in the Senate. Well, that's, 
Uh, good question. I've really tried, in every role I've done in life, tried to be a utility player. Right. Where where does the team need me to be? In business and sports, um, now in politics and public service, where does Georgia need me to be? And what's been amazing is that the committees I've been able to serve on, Senate Ag Committee, Georgia's number one industry, agriculture. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. I, uh, growing up on a farm, rural community, I'm so humbled to be able to, to serve our farmers. And similarly, on the Veterans Affairs Committee, I'm the daughter and granddaughter of a veteran mm-hmm. to serve those who served us. It's it's an overwhelming opportunity for me to be able to try to make a difference. And then the other committee, obviously, Health, Education, Labor, and Pension. Um, I've served on the board of a public hospital. I've served on the board of a mental health facility. And so bringing that experience to bear. So just really trying to tie it all right. together, I'm just thrilled to be able to do that here. Every different phase of your life is like is represented. Sewn together. Is. Yeah, it's it fun. Is. That's it fantastic. Is. Yeah. You had um, former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley down yeah. in Georgia yeah. on Monday. Tell us a little bit about what that was like. We obviously big fans. Well, I'm still blown away by it, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, it's hard to put into words, first of all, uh, what her accomplishments have meant for our country, Uh, her support, uh, her diplomacy in a very difficult time. Um, You know, she has done a great job of advancing the president's agenda, but also bringing her own uh, overlay, her ideas to bear in, in tough situations, whether it's Russia, um, the Middle East and um, and and the work she did for South Carolina, the economic development, the impact she had on that state in her six years as governor uh, is still being felt. And and she uh, also appointed Tim Scott to the Senate. And now mm-hmm. Senator Scott, what an amazing mm-hmm. senator! Another hero. Of I mean, she just she, the mark she's leaving is amazing. So I was really humbled. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, she's incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do. I know I said in the beginning this is a political podcast. We don't talk about politics, but we get fired if we don't. So, uh, you know, how's the race going? What, what, what is your one minute or two minute kind of update pitch? Uh, why you're the best person to represent Georgia, and uh, how's the campaign going? Campaign's going great. Uh, two months in, mm-hmm. uh, I have built a great team, but most importantly, I've been getting around the state. And I'm an outsider to politics, and I think that can only be helpful. And, and, you know, in connecting with people and making sure that they know who I am, that I have had to meet that rent check, that car payment, pay back my education, waitress for five years. I know what it's like to make my way through the world and, and have those setbacks and those challenges. So it's been great to hear from Georgians what their challenges are and how I can help them. Because just remember, our president is an outsider to politics. He had never held office before either. And I think that is accruing to the benefit of our country in a huge way. Yeah. What do you see as the stakes for keeping a Republican majority after 2020? It's everything. We have to keep the Republican majority in the Senate. Obviously, we have to reelect President Trump. He's doing a great job of, through his record of, of getting himself reelected, but I'm there to support him. Um, the Senate is critical. We saw with impeachment, if the Senate is not held by Republicans, what the next four years would look like. Not just that, but you know, we start losing conservative judges, those that want to interpret the Constitution correctly and not legislate from the bench, uh, and the list goes on. So there's a lot of work to continue to do. But number one thing is continuing this strong economic engine. I just speak coming out of the private sector. The best thing we can do is stay out of the way, remove harmful regulation, and make sure that we continue this job creation engine, make sure wages are going up, making sure that trade is fair. 
and that we keep our nation safe and strong, national security, keeping the border secure, and then finding ways to continue to create that American dream, which is my number one uh, experience in my life. We got to touch on one thing before I let you go. I <laughs> okay. forgot we, we would fail our listeners, okay. our, our vast, vast listenership. Right, right. I get it. Uh, you were at CDC. <laughs> yes. Two days ago? Well, Friday. Wait, Friday. Yeah. Um, what did you learn while you were there? Yeah. What are you going to tell people about coronavirus and, and what, what you saw yeah. and learned there while you were and there? And some of that basic everyday guidance yeah. that you guys have been such good leaders on. Mm-hmm. Great question. So uh, visit to CDC was great. So what we learned there that, that I didn't know is that the CDC has tools in terms of AI and other diagnostics in terms of how the global health picture looks minute to minute. They saw this virus developing in China very early on. And in fact, they were able to, they didn't know what it was, but December 31st, January 1st, 2nd, they started seeing this, started developing diagnostics in advance of this really being identified by China. And so I think as Americans, we can feel very secure and proud that while it didn't start in the United States, we're going to be the ones that solve for it. We're going to be the ones that create the diagnostics, the treatment, the vaccines. And now the funding has come through. So $8 billion roughly of funding that will then be waterfalled out to state and local agencies, which is on the ground, making sure the kits go out. I see the president's commitment firsthand. Um, The president, the vice president, and Secretary Mnuchin were at our lunch at the Senate today. Um, I was able to ask a question there, and um, they are on top of it. So it's, it's, you know, any tips, you know, Wash, I wash my hands a lot, and right. now I'm washing them really, really a lot. <laughs> but um, look, it's politics. I still shake hands with people, just wash my hands. I wash my phone. I wipe it off with a, <laughs> you know, constantly wash your phone. You know, just yeah. be, you, use There's good a lot of really common basic sense. Things. Really good common sense. Yeah. That's fantastic. Matt rarely washes his hands. I do. Really? I do. I carry hand sanitizer. It's disgusting. He's a filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> Senator Leffert, you are fantastic. Everyone who's gotten to know you, whether it's Governor Kemp, the president himself, seem to Thank really you. appreciate the work you're doing, but we might appreciate you most of all. So thank you so much well, for being with us. I appreciate you both. Yes, thank, thank you so much. And we are looking forward to having you in the Senate for years to come. Look forward to it. Thanks. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on 20 for 20. Next week, we will have Senator Mike Rounds from the great state of South Dakota. As always, you can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Ricochet.com, and the Ricochet Network, and anywhere podcasts can be found. Please leave us a comment, leave us a rating, tell your friends, and have a great week. 20 for 20 is paid for by the NRSC, not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee, nrsc.org.